Herzlich willkommen, Sie Namgela, and welcome to the Bundesliga Connection with Chris Harrington on the SL Podcast in partnership with DW Berlin. It's time for the latest from Germany's domestic football league, the Bundesliga. And for that, we are joined by DW Sports correspondent, Mr. Chris Harrington, from our partner station, Deutsche Welle in Berlin. Now, Chris, Bayern's hopes of a treble came to an end after they were knocked out of the German Cup by a lower league side. But they do remain top of the Bundesliga standings after a victory over Freiburg this past weekend. But is there blood in the water? Yes, I would say there's definitely blood in the water. Anytime you're the defending champions of the German Cup and you're booted out by a lower division side, clearly that's a sign to other teams that you are uh, defeatable, you know, that you can lose in an embarrassing fashion nonetheless. Now, Bayern, uh, after suffering back-to-back defeats, they did return to their winning ways against Freiburg, although it wasn't pretty. I mean, at one point, it did look like the equalizer would happen. Manuel Neuer was there but didn't make the stop. The crossbar was there to thank when the ball fell at the feet of Nils Peterson, you know, uh, the joker known at Freiburg who typically gets on the score sheet against Bayern Munich in a substitute fashion and so forth. He's a very deadly weapon in that fashion, but it didn't come through and he uh, lost his team the chance to equalize, you know, but all in all, when you factor in Bayern's stats, now Lewandowski's Lewandowski. Lewandowski didn't make history. He got on the score sheet first for Bayern Munich. He became the first Bundesliga player to score 21 goals in the first half with some to spare. I mean, there's a game left this week, midweek, in fact, so he could actually increase that number, you know, but um, in terms of the blood in the water, When you look at Bayern Munich defensively, you look at how many goals they've conceded. They've conceded 25 goals. The only reason they're still in the number one spot is because they have a very potent offense, thanks to Lewandowski's 21 goals. I mean, he scored more goals than some teams. You know, that does definitely give your side a boost. Thomas Müller, you know, was the deciding factor in this game. You know, he's coming through in many ways for his side as well. You know, but uh, I think Bayern definitely looked defeatable. You know, their defense is not as strong as it was. It has been in years past, and that's definitely a sign. I'm sure the teams are studying the tape of the 25 occurrences Byron have conceded, and they're going to try to reenact those situations. And uh, in the second half of the season, should be very interesting to see if Byron's defense can hold tight, but uh, they got it done against Freiburg. Now, Chris, let's talk about the other top teams. Leverkusen lost to Union Berlin, while RB Leipzig drew at Wolfsburg. Are you surprised by those results? Well, RB Leipzig and Wolfsburg was an evenly fought affair. Both teams deserve to leave the pitch with something, and they both did. You know, when you look at Wolfsburg, you look at the number of draws they've accumulated this season. That's no big shock. You know, and they are, like Leipzig, a team that's only suffered two defeats. So they've been strong in terms of uh, leaving the pitch with nothing. You know, um, you know, in the opposite in that regard, you know, uh, they do have some bite as do Leipzig. And I think that was a, 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 an interesting match. Now, the other match was even more interesting because of what happened during the match. Not so much the result. The Union Berlin Leverkusen match had a bit of drama that could hurt Union. Now, they are now fifth on the table. They do deserve a pat on the back for that. But the German Football Association is investigating something that happened. You know, Bayern Leverkusen has... Uh, Nadim Amiri. Nadim Amiri is a German midfielder who was born of Afghan parents. Well, Amiri uh, claims that he was the 
recipient of some racial abuse by Union Berlin, a defender on Union Berlin's side named Florian Hubner. Now, it's bad because there was a witness, Jonathan Ta, a teammate of uh, Amiri, heard the offense, and the player himself went into the locker room and apologized to Amiri himself. Now, here's is where the problem lies. The problem lies is their sporting director at Union Berlin. They basically say that never happened. So this will be interesting to see what happens. And it definitely does taint the progress Union Berlin has been making this season. You know, especially when you look at the target. The target is a player that is seasoned with the German national team. He's he's a winner at, at the, um, the under-21 team, under-17 level uh, for Germany. And he has five appearances for Die Mannschaft in Germany. He's known in the Bundesliga. So when you see this, and uh, the alleged abuse was... Uh, him coming from Afghanistan was a a uh, explicitive comment uh, with Afghan attached to it. Um, we'll see what happens uh, after this, but you know I, I think it just says that we definitely have more progress that needs to be made, especially here in the capital city, because that's sad to see. And Dortmund's captain cost them dearly with a missed penalty uh, at home against a struggling Mainz side. Yeah, that was really sad to see. Now, Marco Royce actually missed an opportunity early on in a one-on-one -on -one situation with uh, Mainz's goalkeeper. He missed that. Not only uh, did uh, Marco Royce miss, but a handful of players, Jude Bellingham missed an opportunity, Julian Brandt missed an opportunity. And when you consider the opponent, Mainz, I mean, Mainz is at the bottom of the barrel. They're not the worst, but they're almost the worst in the league. And you don't expect that result uh, Mounier was the only highlight, really, for Borussia Dortmund in this match. He converted the goal, and, and, and afterwards, uh, after converting the goal, he, he uh, had a penalty awarded. And that's where Marco Royce stepped up. And Marco Royce, as a captain, has to make better decisions. I mean, it, it wasn't that the goalkeeper guessed the right direction. He, in fact, guessed wrong, and Marco Royce has put too much pepper on it. That's really inexcusable, in my opinion, considering the dimensions of the goalpost never change. I mean, this is something you should be practicing day in and day out, especially when you step up and you you you, you try to convert a penalty that you should not be taking other, other than you being the nominated penalty taker. So maybe Dortmund rethink that. Um, we have to see what happens with Dortmund moving forward. Um, Jude Bellingham was a highlight, but then he got subbed out. Ed Intecic, you know, gave his reasons on why he, he did that. But all in all, I've been saying it before in the past. I'll say it again. Dortmund is an on and off team, and this is an off performance, you know, from Dortmund. You know, uh, it, it's it's really sad to see, you know. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Dortmund's off. Maybe they'll be on in their next opponent. They face Leverkusen. Leverkusen is a high-flying offense as well. I do expect a lot of goals to be scored. This match kicks off in a few days. Seven goals were scored the last time these two sides met. Leverkusen finished on top. So um, all of the Bundesliga, specifically Borussia Dortmund fans, will be tuned in to see if this is a time Dortmund will shine. Time will tell. And Chris, you called it right with Luka Jovic. He is back at Frankfurt and he's already bagged two goals. What's the latest on that? Yeah, you know, uh, it's really not the headline that Frankfurt defeated Schalke. Anyone can defeat Schalke these days. The big headline is Luka Jovic coming back and netting two goals in 28 minutes. You know, when you when you consider that kind of goal production uh, with what he didn't do at Real Madrid, I mean, he scored two goals in 32 appearances at Real Madrid. He just didn't, Zinedine Zidane and uh, Luka Jovic just didn't 
see eye to eye. Couldn't get the best out of young uh, Jovich, but I think his time in Frankfurt will do him good. Obviously, the two goals, him being a super sub in the fashion he, he performed, it, Frankfurt's thrilled as well. It always feels good to go back home and uh, perform the way he did. So maybe this is a, another opportunity for him to regain some of you know the attraction and allure that cost him 60 million euros in 2019. And uh, we'll see what happens in the near future. But uh, now Frankfurt just added another weapon to their arsenal, and uh, they become uh, a threat right now. And it'll be interesting to see the Eagles in the second half of the season as well. Thank you very much for the Bundesliga update, Mr. Chris Harrington, DW Sports Correspondent from our partner station, Deutsche Welle in Berlin. Have a fantastic day further. Auf Wiedersehen. The Bundesliga Connection is a team effort driven by the following incredible individuals. The show is hosted by Slu Paho and Chris Harrington. It is produced by Chris Harrington. It is edited by Aidan Hewitt and Uli Prish. And graphics are provided by Nino Segeleni.